Hey everyone, this week it's all about packing for your travels. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. This is The Trip, episode 28 for the week of August 26, 2015. The trip is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation, whether it be theme parks on the West Coast, East Coast, or on the seas. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's show, The Trip. little something that we all about what? There you go. You know? (laughs) All right. All of that. Who are you? Well, I'm Jenny Lynn. And I'm Teresa, and back in the production section of the room is Dustin West, our producer. Hey, it autocorrects to production book a lot of times. Does it? Yeah. Whenever wow. I'm sending out those emails. It's like the emails. big book of production. Yeah. <laughs> the production book. Okay, we're off to a strange start. Um, anyway. It's okay. Yeah, so this week we are covering packing, overpacking versus underpacking. And it's we've got a good discussion Do we? about it. Yeah. Cool. But I'm gonna just fly by the seat of my pants. I got an issue first then. <laughs> <laughs> Eighth grade is killing me. <laughs> Day three. Right? Yes. The things I've learned already. The drama. There's quite a bit of it. Yeah. I'm just... You never know what's going to happen at the cafeteria table? Yeah. D- shut up. <laughs> day, day one, we were on time. School starts at 9.30, right? For Miller, yeah. too, right? Yep. They're both in the I want to boat. leave my house at 10 till 9. It's a five-minute ride. I want her in that gate as it unlocks so I can go on and start my day by 9 o'clock, right? So day one, we were on point. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Day two, which was yesterday, we got there at 9.15. This morning we left the house at 9.20. As I'm pulling up to the car line, and it's a long car line, I'd say, get your seatbelt off, get your hand on, hand on the door. When I come to a stop or I slow down, jump out and run, because she's got to run across the little quad, up three flights of stairs, outside in the heat, and down a hallway to get to her first class. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I love you, Stella. I love you to death. But, okay, okay, I got this. So she, I stop the car. She opens the door. She turns around and shuts the door, adjusts her backpack, and then her fast walk is... A leisurely stroll. A leisurely <laughs> stroll. And I'm going, just get inside the gate, just get inside the gate. Because she told last thing she told me last night was when the final bell rings in the morning, all the teachers lock their doors, and you cannot get in the rooms. You've got to go to the office to get entrance into the rooms. I know she had to do that this morning. It's driving me insane. And the weird things, they're... Okay, I promised I wouldn't talk about this, but (laughs) slang. Did you have slang words when you were in school, Dustin? Sure. Like what? Take me back to the 90s or whatever that was, the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, I was in high school in the 80s, yeah. Um, You were? No. No, you weren't. (laughs) I was born in the 80s. Um, I'm right. so old. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm trying to think. It's hard to do out of context. I remember the big one that I had a friend who 
who claimed that he created it, and it was his word. But a million people say it. It was yoink. Yoink. Like, but in, in the context of you're stealing something from somebody, so you go up to them, grab their pencil, yoink. Wow. And that was a big thing, apparently. Were you, hmm. okay, you were in the school in the 90s. I was Saved by the Bell was those your were those your people? <laughs> that was a that was little a early. Thing. That was in the eighties. That was more. Is that my the eighties? Yeah, and 80s, one of early the words 90s. was our slang words was you talk about if you saw a cute boy he was fine. <laughs> That's still okay. That goes back. back. He was fine. Yeah, we don't we don't say we say hot Ooh, now. Girl, you fine. You fine. Back then we didn't okay. say people were hot. Going said, oh, back were fine. to my time. Way back when. See, I was in the high school. I was high school in the seventies. Cheapers, that's swell. Oh, okay, it wasn't Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> that's real was... keen on you. <laughs> I think you're swell. <laughs> Little kid came over to our house. Oh, Mrs. Smith, you look so swell today. No, that didn't happen. I we were early. It was remember Happy Days was on TV, mm-hmm. so we would take from things that we heard on that which was actually from the 50s but okay going back to middle school now Stella we're sitting there looking at something on the internet I came here we're looking at and she she did some and then she said on fleek and I'm going what the crap is that and I said what did you say I thought she was I didn't know what she was saying I said can you write that down for me and then I'm going what does that mean how is that spelled yeah how is that spelled I thought it was French honestly on fleek. Fleek. Ooh, on, on fleek. On fleek. On fleek. <laughs> oh, I like it even better it now. And she used it in a sentence and she said, her brows are on fleek. And I'm going, what does that mean? All right. For our listeners and viewers, spell that out. On, O-N, and then F-L-E-E-K. Two separate words. Two separate words. On fleek. I Googled it. And it's a thing. It's a it's in the Urban Dictionary. And then it, it means like on point. You're looking good, girl. That kind of stuff. Okay. And then I was talking to Grace about it. Grace, have you ever heard this? She said, yeah, but that was last year. Don't ever say that. I'm like, okay, I'm not sorry. <laughs> no. Just so everyone in the room is aware, I am now going to start saying this. I am in love with this phrase, on fleek. It, it will a become a regular part of my vocabulary. For I'll lay off Your on, kids look at you weird, though. I will lay off on OMG. Probably not. Not really. But I am definitely going to start using I came home with burgers from Toasted, which, you know, we ate at yesterday. Yes. Last night for the family, and I handed Stella her vegan burger. Did and you I said, tell this vegan burger is said, on fleek? Yeah, JL said this is on fleek, yeah. baby. She's like, please don't ever say that. I'm going to say it all the so, time. Yeah, I'm, we're still, you know, well, easing into middle school. In our in our house, it's the same thing. It's trying to get out of the summer mentality. and But it's so hot. And, well, let me just tell you what happened at our house, okay? So my little one, Ellie, 10 years old, she's the one that, you know, keeps me still tied in. No, she keeps me tied in stitches. She's the, I mean, she's the one that's most spunky, but along with that also comes her, you know, being the most spunky. So, um, <laughs> okay. what was that? It that just, scared me. Don't do that again. <laughs> okay. What about, what does she do? So she comes home. I mean, she's supposed to come home from school on Monday. I was at a doctor's appointment. She walks home. Mm-hmm. She knows to let herself in. Margo's there waiting for her. That's what she's supposed to do. Right. Nope. I get the phone call. She's at her friend's house. She went to Cadence's house instead and wants to know if she can sleep over. I'm like, no, honey. First, first week of school. That, not just the, even the first day of school. No, I was like, I don't have no, that. sweetheart. 
uh, school started. We're not doing that. And why are you at your friend's house before you asked me if you could have, you know, you could have permission She's, to be there? Yeah. We had a discussion. I said, that is not to happen again. You walk home. Because when she walks to her friend's house, at that point, it's too far away for her to walk home. And the, oh, parents, the, opposite. And the parents have to drive her. Or you have to go or get I her. I have to go get yeah. her. I couldn't go get her because I was in the middle of a doctor's appointment. Right. And um, so they did have to drive her, but I don't want to inconvenience people like that because right. my child shows up at their house. So that, this is not to happen again. You walk home, and you come home, and you can ask me when you are at home if you can go to Cadence's. Right. But this is the order of things. Cadence. That's the name. Her name is her friend's name is Cadence. And um, I'm not getting into it. Only <laughs> one. So ahead. yesterday, I am still doing stuff work related and not going to be home for a while. I get another phone call. She's, over she's there again? at she's at Cadence's house, and Cadence's dad is asleep at the moment, so he can't drive her home just then. And I was like, "Okay, now I've got an issue." And yeah, this yeah. Cadence is a real Kimmy Gibbler. She's a bad influence. <laughs> uh, on you, DJ. I bet she is a Kimmy Gibbler, isn't she? Uh, you know who Kimmy Gibbler is, right? I do, I do. She she's a, a sweet girl, but yeah, she's you know she kind of marches to the beat of her own drum, and yeah. you know Ali's right there, and they just get you know. They have a great time when, together. I don't when have a you were a kid, child, did you did you have to come right home after school? Oh yeah, my I mean my upbringing was really strict. Were your parents home when you got there? No, I was a latchkey kid. See, I was too, but I knew my my mom's only rule was be home by dinner or dark, whichever came first. So it depends on the time of the year. Mm-hmm. So when school was out, I had time to walk up town, get a little snackage at the store, and then walk over to the farm implement place and buy my ten dollar bottle of pop. And then go to a friend's house and lay on her big white canopy bed with her pink shag carpeting and look at Tiger Beat magazine. Aww. So that was our... And then I still had time. You know, we'd make prank calls on the phone or whatever we wanted to do. And then I'd get home before Mom walked in the door at 5.30. Oh, you had it down pat. Yeah. I did not. I, I mean, could do I it. went home and... Did what I was supposed to do. Wow! But uh, so, but apparently like Ellie doesn't. You know, we had to we had to address that issue. But again, it's this whole idea. She still has it. Like, why can't I play with my friends every See, single day? See, that's great. Every child's different. Grace is like that. Stella, pretty much, follows the rules to some extent. Max was on point with every rule. He was on fleek. He was on fleek with every rule. <laughs> Grace, we. yeah, <laughs> we. <laughs> You know, Grace is more like me, I guess. I don't know. I didn't. Now, hopefully we'll make the adjustment before next week because I can't have another week like this one. I can't either. It's yeah. driving me insane. All right. So, so anyway, what are we talking about today? I've already forgot. We're a little bit of trip talk. All right. Overpacking versus underpacking. And uh, we're going to – we hit Facebook and Twitter again for this. You guys – came out by the bajillions with your everybody has an opinion i love that i know i love we love you guys we love how involved you are <laughs> um and people were very definite on this mm-hmm. they're either very much one way or the other and then telling us why and so we we kind of spent some time looking at that and wanted to discuss you know we're not here to tell you one way is right and one way is wrong but no, we're not <laughs> well teresa might be <laughs> But just to kind of discuss, you know, um, if you have a certain personality, if you're maybe geared towards one or the other, or if there are maybe circumstances that lend um, to erring on one side of the coin as opposed to the other. That's the way I live. Yep. So, um, 
I thought we could open it up by talking about what we tend to do first. Okay. Let's look at Dustin. Yes. Are you You're an overpacker or an underpacker I, and why? Um, and have you always been this way? Yeah, I'm, I've always been an underpacker. I would, really? But not, no, wait, I take that back. I'm not an underpacker. I'm a very efficient packer. Oh, um, he thinks he's, he's on fleek. He's on fleek. He thinks yeah, he's perfect. Because I am. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because I don't. Let's give him a medal, a blue medal. <laughs> the ribbon will be coming, forthcoming. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I, never, I never run out of anything that I need in terms of clothes okay. or anything like that. I also, I do tend to have a few extra um, of things, but that's just in case of <laughs> right emergencies. Yeah, everybody's got. Yeah, you got to think that way. Some people don't. No, you, it is good that to think that way. Was ins- instilled in me by my parents when I was a right. little kid when I might actually have emergencies. Right. Um, Never know when you might need to change your panties. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, I, I I am a dead on efficient packer, and I guess some would call that an underpacker. Do you fold or you do you roll? Uh, I have rolled before, and I didn't find that very helpful. What I have is like these individual like zipper bags that separate different things. I haven't been using them lately, but they really help. Like shirts in one bag, or do you do an outfit per bag? No, no, no. I separate the type of clothing, not by outfit, but by oh, okay, type okay. of clothing. Because when I, my kids were little, I would just separate it by outfit. Mm-hmm. And that know? makes things easy, but, too, for them. So you've got all your tidy whities in one bag and all your... You assume that I wear them. No, those. I know. I don't care either way. I'm just saying. You've seen me bend over and fix electrical no. equipment. You know what you I wear. You have colorful panties, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this went in a Jail, where, where, are you, where are you at on the packing thing? I, I do both. Um, and I am the opposite of an efficient packer because I always either overpack or underpack, and I never seem to get it just dead on. You know what you do that... I don't know if I should say this. I've run with you. Can I say it? Yeah. Okay. The first time I saw you do this, and I don't know if you do it every time, or it's just that one trip we were on the cruise. Okay, so as the trip progresses and you, you're living out of your bag, you hang some things, but you're living out of your bag, and as you wear the clothing, you pile it in a location. I do. But here's the thing that kind of got me is on when you're ready to pack up to come back home, you fold everything up neatly, put it in the drawers and the closets, and then turn around and pull it all out and put it back in the bag. Do I do that? You did. Well, I could understand the folding, but why put it in the drawer then take it immediately out? I don't know. I don't know. Did I do that? You did, and it was like our first time rooming together, and I just thought, thought I never I wanted so to room with you again. That's something you, you do while you're sleepwalking, you know? <laughs> right? That's some weird stuff. I don't know. And, and you're, you're always so organized she's not denying this claim no she's not no well i you're so organized you're folding the clothes perfectly and it's like you want to have control over that part of your i don't know (laughs) i was analyzing everything else is way out of control (laughs) here's the deal with that in terms of your dirty laundry or clothes that you've already used i don't know how dirty they get but um the folding them before you pack them back into your bag at the end of your trip i think is a good idea they save space that way oh yeah because if they're just crumpled up they right. take up a lot more space. Yeah. Plus, it makes it a lot easier when you're doing laundry when you get back home. Right. That uh, you know, especially for me, I roll up my sleeves if everything's unrolled and right. I, you know, so you know it it's all it's spot a, on. Yeah. yeah. I am still stunned by the fact that I did that. I'm sorry. Maybe what I was thinking, and I don't know because I don't remember doing it. 
maybe I was trying to organize my clothes again before I put them back into the bag. I think you were, the because bag. your so bag was very organized. That was mentally my way of, you well, know, I was put, just shoving crap in my bag. Put the shirts all together yeah. before I, and maybe. put everything back where it is supposed to be in its place before I organize the bag. Maybe that's why. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even so know So you don't overpack that. or underpack, you think? You take extra. I I do one or the other. It seems like I'll either get in a mode where I'm just like a mode. I I don't want to um, I don't want to bring excess. Right. You know, my suitcases in general are much smaller than everyone else's usually, and I'm trying to stay within that space. Um, but there are other times I don't know why certain trips trigger something for me where I'm like yeah. I got to be prepared for like well, the weather, apocalypse. You never know. Now this, we just came back from Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a, a checked bag, and I it wasn't my biggest bag, but I packed just in a. I, I planned out this is what I'm going to wear this day, this day, this day, this evening for dinner, whatever. I planned that out, and then I always throw in a, a few extra tops for good measure, and I always, almost always, with the exception of one trip that I've been on always at least have one extra pair of shoes mm-hmm. because something might happen to the shoes I'm wearing. You know, you just I'm, I'm bad with shoes. I will wear the same pair of shoes all the time. I might throw in a pair of sandals or flip-flops so that, like, in the morning I can just slip them on or something. But, man, extra shoes, they taint the rest of your clothes in the bag. How do you pack them? Do you, like, put them in a I put in them a in a bag, okay. yeah. I usually put them in I a usually put them in a separate compartment, a bag, and then tie it up, and then put it in the bottom of the, you know. But this last trip, I got, I did not have any extra clothes when I got. I had one extra pair of jeans that I never wore. No, no, I wore them all. Isn't that a good feeling though when you get back? Home? It is, but it was scary on that last day because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to be hand washing stuff out. I mean, I, you know, I was kind of freaking. Now, Kathy. Okay, I'm not going to go into Kathy details, but she always has enough clothes. Yeah. You know. Now, this weekend I'm going away. I'm going to Indy, and I'm going to take a small, tiny little carry-on. And that's it? And that's it. And I am going to just, that's it. I might be You're wearing the same. going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. You know what always gets me, where I always get stuck when it comes to overpacking? It's always with my hair maintenance Things because I do not have wash and go hair. It would scare everyone. I agree with that. That I do not have wash and go hair. <laughs> no, that no, you have. Thanks. You have a lot of things. Hair. This is a lot this, of product. Th- yeah, it's not wash and go. Like if you know, I have to wash my hair and have what I need for that, and then I have to decide whether I'm going to allow it to be curly, like it actually is, or if it's going to be straight. And that always depends on the day and the weather. Right. Um, and if I want it to be curly, I have products for that, as well as yeah. my diff- my hair dryer with the diffuser. And if I'm going to be straight, then I have to have my so you have a lot of different, flat iron. There's a lot to think about. Yeah, and also, you got to think about... Stop tapping the mic. If, oh, sorry. If you're, um, you know, you can cut back on some by mixing and matching clothes, wear the same jeans twice, or, you know... Yeah. See now, I will. I do that sometimes. I will. I will skimp on like jeans because I do have. I have like two pairs of jeans that I really love. Well, three pairs of jeans that I really love, and I can go for long periods of time just in those three jeans. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I love reusing jeans like nobody's business. <laughs> okay. Now, however, um, do you? I don't know if you guys have the same experience when you first wash a pair of jeans and put them through the dryer and everything. Man, those it's the best they ever fit, right? 
Do yours no. get like mine? The worst I, that it ever fits. The worst they fit. <laughs> do they get loose though? Looser? Yes, yeah, and they get more comfortable. Which means that they actually. Fit. Oh, see, I. Feel, you don't have to do the jiggly dance to I, get them on. Oh well, well, I guess. I guess girls tend to wear more form-fitting yes. jeans. I, I would imagine, but I go from having properly fitted jeans the first day that they're clean to then feeling like I'm wearing jinkos the next day. Yeah, you know, they're just huge. Well, it depends on um, the type of pants. Some, I've got a couple pairs that I can wear several times and they look good every time, and then I've got some that it's like, okay, I can't keep these up or they're too tight, and I, you um. know. Mine are always terrible the first day, and then they get better after that. But, but I think, and also my packing differs if I'm driving on my trip, because I'll have my one. I'll still limit myself, limit myself to one bag for clothing, but at the last minute, you can just start cramming stuff in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is my husband's well, way he does it. You're starting to get into some of what we're talking about. So you're not an underpacker or an overpacker. It's I'm kind of middle of the, the road, depending on yeah. The con- okay, so we were we were going to discuss that. You know, underpacking. What makes you an underpacker? What would have you lean in that direction? Well, I actually did a little bit of reading up about this, and I think we've all heard about Type A and Type B personalities. If you are a type B personality, you are more inclined to be an underpacker. So type B personalities cherish freedom, a lack of boundaries. They're more creative in general, more flexible. They enjoy exploring and discovering new ideas, approaches. They're more patient. They have a natural inclination to disregard physical or mental stress. So these are the more relaxed people, and they tend to be the underpackers. (coughs) I want to be that. I know, me too. <laughs> this guy right here. But though you make it sound like I have a disease, type B personality disorder or something You're like that. You're minimalist. I didn't name it. I'm just telling you. Question. Do yeah. you pack shampoo or do you use what's in the hotel? Uh, hotel all the way. Really? I, don't, I ain't got room for that. You know what I put in my little uh, carry-on um, uh, for toiletries? What? I got toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant. And whatever it is I might put in my hair. And I don't even have to bring that. I could just wear a hat all the time. I would be fine with deodorant and toothbrush. Boys have it so easy. You don't moisturize? Huh? Uh-huh. You okay. don't shave. We know that. I, I shave the neck okay. at home. I don't do it when I travel, really. Well, along with Dustin, Ben Abel left us a comment on Facebook. And he described his personality as more along type B. Um, he... He kind of showed that he was more into freedom and having a lack of boundaries because he says, I am a minimalist. I try to pack just the essentials without being unprepared for contingencies. He's kind of along the lines of you. I guess he feels like he he has what he needs, but he doesn't want to pack more than what he needs. Um, Also, what? Nothing. I'm so thinking, funny. how can I travel without the sewing kit and the little pair of scissors <laughs> and the extra buttons and the and all the little things? <laughs> and then for the, you know, the personal hygiene items that I might need, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, you ha- well, you're also a girl, so that comes into play. There's there's a bit more. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. Got to think about this stuff. <laughs> I think in general it's easier for men to be minimalists. Yeah, so, okay. But anyway, so if you are male or type B or a minimalist, you're probably going to be more along the lines of an underpacker. That's okay. Embrace it. Backpacking across Europe kind of people. Yeah. I'm low maintenance. Low maintenance. Um, Something else that might kind of lend you towards underpacking would be 
if you're traveling by plane. I think traveling by plane lends itself more to um, underpacking. Underpacking as opposed to overpacking. Oh, I think so. If I have a lot of connections, I kind of have a stressful moment and think, well, I want my, if I'm going, I don't want to check a bag because I want to make sure it stays with me. So Well, you've lost bags. I've before. lost bags. So I. You have a little bit of a fear. I have of a little bit of fear of getting somewhere and not having what I need. So, yeah, yeah sometimes I'll, I'll just tote my stuff with me. And Jack Hyman had another um, thing in favor of that. He said, I would hate to overpack and get to the airport and have to take things out or pay the overage fee for heavy bags. Oh, I've been there, too. Yeah, so underpacking while you're flying, it's good because you have minimal baggage when you're doing what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Layovers and baggage fees and all of that. And then also, yeah, lugging it everywhere. You see these people that are if pushing could, these massive amounts of If you could only take two things in your suitcase, oh. and we're not talking clothes. Okay. Two things, what would they be? Two things you can't live without. What else do you Well, does my whole there, does my whole makeup kit count okay, as one thing? Okay, you're doing this. Your makeup kit is this. <laughs> <laughs> I've roomed with you. My makeup kit, does that count? My, okay, so it's like this. Okay, why do you take Big. all that? Do you use all of those items when you're traveling? I'm, you don't. I do. I use all of my makeup. No, you don't. I every sure do. Everything in that... Okay, all those eyeshadows. You use every one of them on every trip. No. Oh, no, I don't. Go down to just one little... But it's easier when okay, I'm so packing to just pick up the whole little... Because I already have it in a little tote. So what two things are you going to take? My makeup tote. It's one thing. <laughs> one big thing. <laughs> You can't ask me to buy makeup tote. It. Okay, um, what's the other thing? My storage tub of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a soft side. Okay. Um, my hair straightener. Your hair straightener? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Dust. Well, see, you asked this question, and my immediate thought was. What else do you pack besides oh, clothes? <laughs> oh, he does. He wouldn't need to pack anything. <laughs> I don't. We can put stuff in his suitcase. Wait a minute. Well, I do have a tip, um, and I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it was on this show. This means or I'm leaving back my, behind my razor. I got to bring my razor. Oh no, you got to bring that. Okay. Please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did have a tip, and I can't remember if I've mentioned it on this show or some of our other shows, but. <clears throat> In terms of, especially when you go somewhere like Disney World or something like that, where you might pick up things along the way, souvenirs. Right. So your your bags were one way coming in, and they're going to be more overflowed on the way out. Um, if you're okay, either you have the option to have another bag, or you don't mind paying for the extra bag, a good way to do that coming in is do the Russian nesting doll bags. Yeah. So put a, a big empty bag on the outside of your smaller bag that you actually have all your stuff in. And then that counts as one bag on the right, way out. Right. And then by the time you get to your location, Disney World or wherever, you might pick up souvenirs. Now all of a sudden you have two bags. And when you come back, you can figure it out. You have options. That actually brings up another point um, with underpacking. I'll skip ahead since you already brought it up. Was um, underpacking becomes uh, it's more practical if you're going to be. Um, Getting souvenirs on your trip, and now I completely lost my place. Yeah, where are you? Threw me all off. I was so organized, and now it's all done. Okay, Um, back to air travel though. The other thing that is um, good about underpacking with that form of travel is it's more efficient for checking in, boarding, deboarding. Mm -hmm. If you have, you know, 
so much in that overhead, you know, bin. It takes longer to get off and get on and get. So in. you would leave your electronics at home if you're only taking those two items. Oh, I forgot about my phone. No, your phone doesn't count. Okay. I'm talking about your iPad, your oh, Surface. Yeah. You leave that. Yeah, I, I just need my that. phone. That's fine. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. If I got my phone, I'm good. Okay. Um, underpacking is also, I think, more suitable. Tell me if you guys weigh in here. But in my opinion, it's more suitable for international travel because most likely when you're, you're – I think you're more likely, or at least I would be more likely, to get souvenirs. And if you underpack, you have yeah. room for them on the way back. Mail them home. That's a good option. Because you don't know what things are going to co- – if you underpack and you get 10 million miles from home on planet Mercury and you do not have a shirt – or something that you need, you might not be able to buy it or afford it. So you don't think that underpacking no, is I would, appropriate for international travel? No. I mean, it depends on what, how I'm going to travel once I'm there. Okay. You know, if I'm going there and staying in one place, pack it, get it, you know. But if I'm going to go there and be jetting around or moving around from place to place, like in an ABD trip or something, I would underpack. Okay. Try to because you're, you're mobile and you got to yeah, – if you're in charge lot. of all your stuff – you know. Now, here's something Otto Thielman um, wrote in, and he said he's from the Netherlands. He said clothing is so much cheaper in the U.S. than it is in the Netherlands, so buying clothes and shoes there pays for the airfare and then some. And the rest, sun lotion, shampoo, toothbrush, he buys all of that when he's here at Publix or Walmart because it's less expensive. Well, does he leave it here or does he take it home? Well, we were uh, – I was talking to um, – to uh, Paula and her mom from New Zealand mm-hmm. on our last um, Adventures by Disney, and they she's said, a good <clears throat> "Yeah, they said when they when they uh, go on, especially go backpacking and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, they'll they'll take some of their older clothes to wear that they don't necessarily like anymore, and then on the trip they'll find places to donate the clothes when they're done wearing them." I thought that was that's smart, a wonderful idea. Wow, yeah, that's that cool? the reverse of buying new clothes for vacation. <laughs> Right? But they go to all kinds of exotic places and different. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. That kind of sort of relates to the next point. Kat Phyllis told us that she underpacks, and the reason is she figures that if she's missing something, it's a good excuse to buy some new clothes or whatever it is that she's missing. And in that sense, underpacking is cool because if you're getting souvenirs, if you buy practical souvenirs, your souvenirs double as things that you would have packed, but it's less that you're needing Practical to... souvenirs. Like, if you don't pack as much clothing, oh, then so when you're traveling, like your souvenirs would be clothing. Okay. You know, that I type have, of thing. I have that. Yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah. You ever see that whenever you go on a cruise... Um, the the next day from a from a port that you've been in, it, like everybody's wearing shirts from the port from the day before. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that people do that? You'll go to Nassau, and the day after Nassau, there's a million people wearing Nassau, Nassau t-shirts. Shirts. It's like they have to prove to me that they were just there. I was on the ship too, or maybe they just <laughs> like the shirt. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do. And maybe I'm just being too judgy. You are I, judgmental. Ju- yeah. Dude, what's that about? When we Sorry. went to the Grand Caymans. I bought an outfit and I wore it the next day. Is and we bad? all knew it too. I know, but I was excited we about my outfit. We knew you were there, JL. You didn't have to prove it to us. <laughs> well, it didn't say Grand Cayman. <laughs> Mr. West chest. was judging you, and he put it in his diary. Your diary. <laughs> JL bought an outfit and wore it the next day. What the crap is that about? Okay, here's another thought I had um, as far as underpacking. Well, I didn't completely come up with this myself. I had thought of it, but. Uh, Melissa 
Versen wrote in and said, warmer months I tend to underpack as it's easy to pack dresses are just shorts and t-shirts, tank tops, and flip-flops. So I'm wondering if, what do you guys think? Underpacking, you might it might lend itself more to underpacking if it's like spring oh, or summer because yes. you don't need yeah. as many Absolute clothes. Or you could flip it and the clothes are smaller and less bulky so you can get more in there. Well, that's true as well. I, you know, the climate, I would think, lends itself to... The climate has a lot to, to do with it. When we just got back, you just need less in right. order to be comfortable. If you're, if you're going somewhere that's different from your personal climate where you live, you're going to have to, you know, accommodate what you're going to need. So you might have to have a jacket or a... Like we, you know, we're not wearing jackets when, and... When I travel so. from here in Florida to uh, someplace up north, for example, when it's winter, it's like I'm putting together my battle armor. That's the yes. one time that I do overpack because I never get the chance to wear like the eight coats that I have and love right. that I think I look good in. And it's like, I have no excuse to yeah. wear these. I'm bringing them all. Bringing them all. Your hats and your gloves and your scarves. Yeah. Oh, God, that's my husband. He just packs everything. He always overpacks. He's the overpack. Oh, he's the, oh my gosh. Do you have a bigger suitcase? And this is like a the biggest one I have, you know? <laughs> I need to take 90 pair of jeans. Okay. Um, I thought, also, I think underpacking is a more suitable choice if wherever you are traveling, traveling, you have the ability to do laundry. Correct. Case in point, our summer trip this summer, we were going back to visit family. I knew I was going to have access to washers and dryers. I took a, because we drove, I took my little jug of laundry soap because I like my brand like that I use. I and like that's just plain polite. Hmm? To use your own. Right. Well, true. And I don't like stinky stuff my mom uses. So, <laughs> so, But I did underpack because I knew there's no way, one, I'm going to be able to pack enough clothes for all of these, this, for the five of us in the car, six of us in the car. So, yeah, we did a lot of laundry. I think it definitely makes a difference. Um, you're going, if you, if you keep moving, no one's going to, no one cares if you wear, as long as you're clean and you don't stink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? When we would vacation, you know, we had a DVC, Disney Vacation Club, mm-hmm. and those facilities, we'd always have a one-bedroom, and they always come with a washer and a dryer. Mm-hmm. So I just knew I was going to take a little bit of time out of my vacation to do everyone's laundry, right. and that way I didn't have to pack as Are those clothes. free at DVC? It's included in your room if you're if you're a one-bedroom or bigger. If you're I a studio, they it, have... There's not... They have um, coin laundries, don't they? I think so. They have facilities, but yeah. they don't... The la- It's not the personal laundry unit in your room if you have the studio. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's, we in, have it's our, in your room. It's, you have a personal unit in your room. But like at Pop room. or some of the other places, there's a laundry on facilities. Yeah, there are facilities yeah. where you can yeah. do it. So either way, I guess, you know, but I just knew if I had a... <laughs> If I had a washer and dryer in my room, I was going to do yeah, laundry. Yeah, you're going to use it. Just to, just to note, uh, we talk a lot about Disney Cruise Line and Royal Caribbean Cruise Line on this on all of our shows. Um, Disney Cruise Line has laundry facilities that you can go in. You can even iron your shirts and stuff. You can do all that you want. I'm pretty sure all of Royal Caribbean does not offer that. And that if you want to do laundry like... You have that, to send it out send with it out. the host. Yeah. Same with many hotels that you would go to as you travel, and that gets very that gets expensive. expensive. Yeah, that is absolutely true because I have done laundry on our on a Disney cruise, and when um, when I went on the Royal Caribbean one, that was not an option. Yeah. You, you had to send it out. Um, Mel Sykes was chiming in with this, and she says, "When we have washing facilities in the room, we underpack as much as possible with a half empty suitcase." Um, so that they can fit in all of their Disney souvenirs. 
So um, the last thing I think that lends itself to underpacking would be if your itinerary is a little bit more open, you know, you're not really exactly sure what's going on on your trip. Maybe this is just me, but I would tend to be more basic about what I packed. I tend to do the opposite when I know I have a specific something and that needs um, like a specific outfit or right, specific equipment right. or something like that. If my itinerary is more open, what I tend to be just very basic. I don't know. Okay, just <laughs> flat, flat iron. I don't know. <laughs> If your equipment was the same equipment I'm traveling with, I mean, it might be or it might not. Okay, go ahead. Are we getting awkward right now? <laughs> I love you so I didn't much. say anything. I'm just asking. You, you said you brought up the word. I Meanwhile, didn't. Dustin's dying in the background and can't even speak at this point. First, yes. I refuse. So, I don't know. What do you think? If the itinerary is a little bit more open... Where you don't have a definite plan. And oh, you're not definitely, really sure. definitely. You, that, you kind of underpack more. Same type of things. Yeah, it's kind more of middle basic. of the road. Yeah, you know, um, maybe a basic pair of dark pants or a skirt and mix and matching things. If you're going somewhere like I'll just say a cruise, like a seven night cruise or more, you know, you've got formal night. You know, you've got semi formal night. You know, you're going to be at the beach. You know, you're going to be in this port. Yeah, that port, on Disney this. cruises, you have pirate night. Right. So you do have to. It lends itself to packing more, I think. Right. And uh, that's that's a good point because I haven't thought about that. But that's definitely the way it flies in my house. That actually kind of helps us segue into overpacking because you were talking about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's a type A personality. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, let me. Can I read this? Yep. Go ahead. A more suitable choice for type A personalities, which we know now is not Dustin. <laughs> rigidly organized, impatient take on more than they can handle, anxious, proactive, and concerned with time management. Satisfaction comes with the achievement alone. Oh, good Lord. Where'd you get that? Because I did reading on this. (laughs) Type V, they're a little bit, they're happy with no matter what the outcome is. It's more about experiencing. So they're more shaggy versus Velma. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They're more more satisfied. I'm not getting any Scooby Dooby snacks, okay? <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Type B would be more satisfied with, you know, the experience, not necessarily the achievement. Type A has to have the achievement. You know, they have to make sure that they were on fleek. You with know, all so. this, with getting, or, right. see, this is bizarre because when these two types come together in a marriage that's been married for 27 years, we end up not traveling together because of these things. Oh, really? Seriously, now that you've pointed that'll this be out next to week's, me. That'll be next week's episode now on the trip. <laughs> now that you pointed this out to me, that's why... Right. Wow, Susan Kelly sad. was one of these. She's oh, I love Susan a, She's Kelly. proactive. She says she overpacks because you never know what you will need. That's a very proactive uh, personality. And William Douglas, he kind of in his comment came it's across anxious. as a bit anxious he says i overpack exclamation, exclamation point. point i'm paranoid oh i'm sorry it's a full sentence i'm paranoid that i'll need something and be hours away from home he doesn't want to be unprepared wow. and unable to get whatever i kind of feel that way too that's why i always carry a little sewing kit well there's something that i know for a while uh i think it was kevin would always say on the the disney world show is you know we talk about packing here and there, and you would always say, you, you know, you're not coming to, like, a wasteland. There are things here. and pretty Sometimes much, you are. But pretty much everywhere that we've talked about on this particular show, there's a grocery store, you know? <laughs> there's a Target. Have you not been to Biggsville? <laughs> he is really flying that underpacking banner over there. 
I've been to places where they roll the carpet up at 8 p.m. and you can find and nothing. It's done. It's yeah. done. It's done. Lights are out. And I need something. And There's I can't no 24 get to hour walk. No, you got to drive like an hour, hour and a half to get to right. a bag of candy. I don't know what <laughs> the heck it would be, but I'm just saying. And we've had to do that. Yeah, I, I. But I, I see what you're saying. We're not going to the outback, or we're not going to, you know, some country in Africa where we're on a safari and we have our tent. Yeah. Which I, if I do that, I would want the tent with all the furniture in it. Remember, like, turn. Oh. Remember those? The, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh my Like gosh. out of Africa, right? You That's so the way cool. I'm doing Africa. <laughs> I will be with you on that trip. I want to be in your I want tent. to be sitting at my beautiful little desk writing in my journal. Okay, what's next? Okay, well, where we talked about underpacking was maybe a little bit more suitable for air travel. Talking about road trips, I think that lends itself to overpacking, and you mentioned this mm, a little bit earlier. Does. So tell us about that. It does, because depending on what type of vehicle you're taking and how many people are riding with you, um, you've got a whole vehicle to fill up, mm-hmm. whether it be... If you're with my sister, coolers and coolers of snacks and food, which I think is ridiculous because if you're on a road trip, and we decided this at the end of this one, you're on a road trip, look, there's convenient places where we can stop and buy fresh things to eat. Right. So, but there's also the ability to put in a suitcase, put in a small bag with extra shoes, put in a bag with just the toiletries, and you don't have to combine it all in together into one bag to go on an airplane mm-hmm. or a train or a right. bus right yeah. there know, is there is room the to expand and i think a lot of people i know i used to feel this way if you've got the room use it right so but that um, also makes me claustrophobic in the vehicle let me ask you guys a question do you have either of you have somebody in your family or somebody that you travel with a lot that is because this is what i am the uh the the tetris person the person that makes it all fit mm-hmm. in the car oh lord Just, I, yes i i i, I I don't want to say that I'm OCD because I'm not, but I have some sort of tendencies to make things want to fit in that perfect right. way and and to make it most efficient, efficient, efficient and eye pleasing, and nothing worse than if you're in a van and you you have to have three people on fleet waiting <laughs> for the van you to open the, the door, door <laughs> when yeah. the crap starts falling out, you know. <laughs> Okay, because I can look in the picture, I can look in the window and see this stuff's going to fall out this side. You squat over here and catch this twelve pack of eggs; it's going to pop out, or whatever is in the back. Yeah, you know, I I want it to be neat in the van. I am like you. So my ex husband was the Tetris guy, and he would make everything fit and work just so. But I wanted things to be accessible, and I wanted the organization of the vehicle to be understandable like i wanted it to make sense you know kids toys were here because kids are sitting here food is over here because i can access it here (laughs) luggage is in the back because we don't need it but the overnight bags are on top so we can get them out first you know that type of thing right so um i would still stuff the vehicle but it wasn't necessarily efficient and if you if you feel that it's not all going to fit then what do you do how do you start weeding out i always made it fit did you? Always. Yeah. I would start weeding out other people's things first. <laughs> and then my stuff would, you know. And what, depending on where I'm sitting in the vehicle, if I'm the driver, my immediate personal things that I want to have near me are in a small bag, either between the seats or in the front seat on the floor. The passenger has their personal bag 
um, children usually kept the same assigned seat the whole time, yeah. and they would trash that section of the vehicle to the point where it looked like the who have been in the hotel room <laughs> in 1968. You know, it, it was horrible. So, yeah, it just depends on, but we do overpack in the vehicle. I mean, it's hard yeah. not to do that. Yeah. Sherry Newfell was saying that as well. She said, if we're driving, we tend to overpack because we can. It's just the two of us with two little dogs, so we have plenty of room in the vehicle for everything we think we might need. And I I think, you know, that's kind of it. A vehicle um, more easily accommodates a crowded situation, so people just kind of tend to lend themselves to that. And also, depending on the type of road traveler you are, and I, I understand not everybody travels like this, but I was like this, where it was, we would get in the car and we would go. Like, I just wanted to, type A, I wanted to get there. There wasn't a lot of stopping and lollygagging, and it, you know it was like, if you, do you really have to go to the bathroom? Can you wait an hour? Like, let's just keep going. Just maybe I'm B then. Is there a C? <laughs> I think you fluctuate. I honestly. go back and forth. Yeah. I think it depends on the situation yeah, for you. Because I can be just me. You are very Type A about Christmas trees. Uh, yeah. Okay. But you are Type B about other things. Right. Yeah. And it depends make me on what look it like is. a freak. What about the Christmas trees? Okay. Let's talk about you and Christmas trees. If anybody else puts up ornaments, you go back and you rearrange it. You promised me you would never tell anybody that. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, my read on you is that in your planning and in your thought process going into something, Mm -hmm. you're very type A. True. Okay, I got that. But unlike other type A personalities, once you get to the event, once you get to the experience you're very fluid and able to enjoy the experience and say, oh, whatever happens, happens, yeah. which is very type B. So you are kind of... You might be the best of both worlds. I'm flexible. I do, and if something goes wrong on the road trip, I just kind of... You adapt. I adapt. Mm-hmm. So you might be oh, the which best... which X-Men am I? Who You're does really that? great. I do like... I mean, I don't... I, I'm not going to let it ruin my trip because crap happened, you know? Right. Or... It's just there's no reason to let it run your trip. Just keep moving on. Right. You know. Unlike today because you brought up the Christmas tree thing. My day is now over. Okay. Rocked her world. Um, you outed me about putting clothes back in the drawers before I put them in my suitcase. So we're calling this even. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying. I was in the get in the car and go. So for that reason, I need stuff in the vehicle so that, you know, we have whatever we need in order to keep moving and not have to stop. Why? Because I just want to get there. And if I have to so make a lot of stops. it's not about the journey? A lot of times it's not. It's about the accomplishment. Depends on where I'm going. You I know. mean, I'm getting better in my as I'm aging. You gotta live in each moment. As jail. I'm aging, it's getting a let little bit go. easier for me to I'm let go. I'm not gonna sing, but just let it go. Because <laughs> it's the journey. It's the day to day. You know how I get from here to when I go to bed at night. Who knows what's gonna happen? But as long as I get there and get up the next day and everything's cool, I'm good. So next time we go on a trip, I'm going to see if you underpack or overpack, if you're true to your word. Well, now she's aware, though. <laughs> right? She's going to tr- try to trick you. And you're going to you. show up with a little thing. Of my- no, you won't. And, yeah. Well, I, I've Nothing been the one. Nothing but a diffuser you know what, and a cell phone. So here's <laughs> the thing. I, on a lot of our trips, I have been the one that underpacks. And then people have to, like. Buy me sweatshirts. Thank you, Casey. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate that. Well, Buy that me sweatshirts because I was, chilly night. you know, not prepared and didn't overpack and didn't you know account for that um that kind of goes into this 
overpacking kind of also your, lends itself to if you're on a really tight budget and you don't want to have to buy those things. Or you that, can't afford those things. Yeah. Right. If you already have them and you're needing yeah. to make sure that you keep your expenses down low. Especially yep. if you're going to Disney World. Right. Those things that you can get at home before you leave. You can go to you know, grocery store or whatever. Even like little snacks or breakfast items like... You know, when I would travel to Disney World, we'd always get some like Pop Tarts or cereal or breakfasty kind mm-hmm. of things because we wouldn't eat breakfast every time, and that would save us money. And if we wanted to buy those items at, at the store in they Disney, they were so expensive, three exactly. times the price. Oh, that's that's a definite. When you've got kids, before, especially if you're driving, if you're before you leave the house, you start pulling snacks out, mm-hmm. and I don't work that into the budget mm-hmm. because I know we've already. It's in my budget at home. It's not my travel, so I feel like I'm saving money, and I and if especially if there's no money, extra money to spend for that, you know, why would I buy you a pop tart when you got one back in the room? I don't care if it's crushed and in tiny pieces. Suck it out of the bag because I'm not buying you a new one. Right. Okay. What's next? Well, Heather Lee Lane Sylvia said the same thing. She overpacks because it prevents her from having to buy items along the way. She says she'd rather spend her budget on outings more than underwear. Wow. She doesn't want to have to buy extra underwear if she needs it. So she just brings it and overpacks and makes sure she has plenty of it. Um, Okay. So we were talking about the seasons for the last one. If underpacking is more of a thing for spring and summer, the opposite would be true for overpacking. I would think that that would be more of a thing for winter or fall. You it's good to be prepared or you end up like me and you're layering. in Canada and you're really cold and yeah. you don't have enough clothes. And you have to layer. <laughs> you can always take off clothes, but you got, you know, you got to stay warm or different things you're doing in whatever climate that is. Yeah, whether, whether it's you rainy need boots or, or whatever. Or whatever. You got to pack, you got to have to plan for that. So that would be But I don't know if that would be considered overpacking or just being a well planned out, you know? Well, I mean, again, it it I I would say I would, but I think the idea is if you're going to overpack, this is a situation that would maybe make you more inclined to overpack. If you know that it's a winter or fall, you're going to have more of an urge to make sure you have what you need. And wear holiday clothing. Right, because you you need more things to be comfortable. So, (laughs) what is holiday clothing? Oh, you know, like but it's themed clothing. Themed clothing, like fall colors or. You know how the. Have you ever been to an uh, ugly Christmas sweater party? Okay. Unfortunately, yes, I have. Okay. Well, those sweaters originally weren't considered ugly. People wore them in all seriousness. And some still do. But no, like if you're going somewhere in the fall, away from Florida, you wouldn't wear a pink sweater. You would wear a pumpkin sweater, pumpkin (laughs) color. This is too much for me. Colors, you know. But that so, doesn't get into overpacking or no. underpacking. Well, you would have That's to just wear more. Yeah. Pack more. Okay. Uh, Melissa chimed in with that as well, and she says, I tend to overpack more in the winter due to the multiple layers needed to stay warm. There's the thought of snow or rain, how cool it's going to be um, depending on the destination. So next thing we talked about underpacking might be a cool thing if you know that you're going to do laundry. I think you would probably be more inclined to overpack if you knew you weren't going to be able to do laundry. Correct. That would actually panic me a little bit because I would definitely be like, if I know that I cannot do laundry, I do not want to have to wear dirty underwear. So I'm going to pack lots of it. I would never wear dirty. I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. You make you sure that you have lot, enough. Pack a lot of panties. You know? <clears throat> yeah. That if nothing else, I have an overage of panties. <laughs> 
if nothing else. And what color are they? <laughs> all colors, Dustin. All colors. If it's in the fall, they're pumpkin colored. <laughs> Pinks and mints for summer. No, I mean, I, you know, I don't. I was going for the red panties. The red, pa- oh, the red panties, the red panties. That's a story for another day. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I that kind of, you know, foundation garments like that. I always mm-hmm. overpack. Right. Always, I don't care where I'm going, because it's something you can stick in nooks and crannies in the suitcase, and mm-hmm. it fills up space. Yep. So yeah, Donna I'm McSweeney all about said something that. similar. She didn't necessarily address undergarments, but she said just in case your clothes get dirty, then you have extra. So she's afraid of, you know, having the stinky shirt and not wanting to have to wear yeah. the stinky shirt again or whatever. And, you know, I never really ever wear socks, but I always take them when I travel. You don't wear socks? I almost always wear socks. Well, I mean, unless I'm wearing flip-flops. Right. You don't it's wear socks with your shoes? No, I'm just, you know. Not down she here. has her I little sketchers. Yeah. Little sketchers. Some, oh, sometimes I wear the little, little hidden socky thing, you know. What's up with that? I don't know. It's too hot. He looks so stressed out right now. But if I got to go through, if I don't, don't get... Do you get, like, blisters and stuff? No. I have shoes that fit and are comfortable. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> moving on. Um, whereas before we talked about the open-ended itinerary for overpacking, I think it's, like, we talked about this a little bit earlier. If, you're, if you have specific things on your itinerary that require unique items or clothing, mm-hmm. that would lend to overpacking. I made this mistake, actually, on the first cruise I took with my kids. Um, it was a very last Take minute. skis or something you didn't no, I No, I underpacked for my cruise. Um, I w- it was very last minute. I was stressed out. I had just finalized my divorce and moved right. and took on a new I remember job that time, yeah. all at the same time. And then it was like, hey, we're going on a cruise. Right. Um, and I was not ready for anything. Plus, I had never cruised before, so, so I underpacked. didn't know what to do. Uh, yeah, well, someone gave me advice and said, just take the very basic stuff. Whatever you need, you can get on the boat. Don't so ever I thought, take that advice again. Well, I, I mean... I was fine. I had what I needed. But, but as we choices. went throughout the cruise, I realized, well, we're it's pirate night and my I have kids no choices. my kids don't have pirate outfits. And and they give you that little scarf. Yeah, and I may do and we did the scarf and I made up their faces like pirates with my full makeup tote that I had brought cuz I didn't minimize that. Um, but there you know, formal night, I didn't have a I didn't have a gown or a super right. nice dress. It was more of a casual sundress. And there was I didn't bring flip-flops. I mean, there was just a lot of things that I brought one pair of shoes. I brought sneakers. That was flip-flops. it. I well, don't flip-flop. You don't? <laughs> I don't have flip-flops. No. That was the... You always yell at me for my flip-flops. That was one time I didn't bring them. Anyways, I just brought the one pair of shoes. Anyway, so I may do, but I had wished that I had had more. Right. I felt like I seriously underpacked. Underpacked, yeah. And I regretted taking I that. don't like that feeling. One trip we went on, I decided I was just going to take my shoulder tote. And it was a two-night, three-day trip, weekend trip. And if it didn't fit in that little bag, and I'm talking it was a small bag, I didn't take it. And I was... It stressed me out. By the time I come home and I'm thinking, okay, I had clean clothes on every day, but I just, until I got home, I worried about not having extra shoes. Mm-hmm. So I pulled in the driveway. I made it <laughs> with one pair of shoes. I lived. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that feeling of worrying about running out. And I don't want to yeah. go out and have to, have to take my time on a vacation 
to look for something to wear while I'm on vacation. Yeah, I don't want no, to have to do a, that. It's not a good I don't like feeling. That feeling at all. Well, and the thing with you know going back to the cruise, that's a very specific itinerary. You know what is going to be happening each day ahead of time, yeah. and if you have that itinerary already set out, you should you should know what are the things that you're going to want or need for those particular instances. And I would think that would lend itself to overpacking if you're going to do you or at know, least being highly organized yeah yeah uh lisa rollick said something similar she said she overpacks she wants to make sure that she has something particular just in case she needs it and that leads to overpacking especially on cruises and i you know obviously felt the yeah. same way um the last thing i think that lends itself to overpacking and this is a really kind of a big deal it's a more suitable choice if you are traveling with special needs restrictions of some sort or children. <clears throat> yeah. Let's address children first. Okay. Go. When my kids were little, sorry, I need a drink. When my kids were little, I overpacked. Their clothes were little. You could roll them up, fold them up, make it fit. And I tend, I, I was the one that, especially when they were starting to dress themselves, but still little, um, like, you know, two years old, when you want them to take, I would Ziploc their little outfits each in a little baggie <laughs> and pack it so that and I would label it this is what you're going to wear on Monday Max this is what you're going to wear on Tuesday <laughs> little Ninja Turtle underwear yeah <laughs> um, Barney well I was I was going to say coming into all this we're talking about you know like a type A and type B and overpacking and underpacking I think there's some exemptions to that that doesn't necessarily define a person and it is these cases you know especially people with infants mm-hmm. uh, young children special needs uh, whatever the case may be but you know my brother has a baby and mm-hmm. he is just like me in terms of classic underpack not going to happen while he's got a baby no, no. It, so you, you know a guy that has been type b underpacker his whole life all of a sudden is now toting all sure. kinds of stuff with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah tra- you have traveling, to. especially with an infant, you're, you you're packing the pack and play or whatever their little mm-hmm. cribby thing that they sleep in, and any type of car seat. A they stroller. have they have special food. You've got the diaper bag, you, you need diapers, you know, bottles, and that would fill a car up alone. Even if if you just get the minimal things. Now, do you still pack for your children? No, no, I don't either. I've and the first happen. time that I did not pack, Grace is a I would say an overpacker. Max opens the drawer and throws everything in the luggage and takes it. Stella, the first time I let her, you know, she showed up with what she had on, one shirt, a couple pair of panties, and that was it. I'm like, what? Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> when, when you do that, when, you, when your kids get to a point where mm-hmm. they can make those decisions and pack for themselves... Do you let them do that, but then you have to like check it afterwards? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's not like you're just trusting them completely. No, no. The first well, time I totally trust. Especially trusted. if your children are underpackers, right? So you you want to make that. sure. I usually, when I started giving them that authority freedom. or freedom yeah. or whatever you want to call it, I would give them a list. This is how many days we're going to be gone, and this is what we're going to be doing. So you need X number of shirts, X number of you need one dress or whatever. You know, swimsuit. I would make sure this. These are the things that have to be. You get to pick which ones you want, mm-hmm. but this is what goes in here. And then I don't know where. I don't remember. I think Max moved out. That was the first time I. That's didn't when give it all went list. wrong. That's when it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Raven's duty now. Um, Grace, I don't. She's on her own for packing now. And Stella, I still give a little bit of guidance, just like. But I, this last trip that we took, I did not look to see what she packed. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when we got there and I realized she was wearing all black every day, you know, that's okay. That's what she was into. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just said, you know, just give me one nice outfit. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm asking. Ellie's the main one I still have to keep an eye on. She actually Oh, she's still pretty young, though. Yeah, she just spent a weekend with her friend at a hotel on Disney property, so she had to pack her bag. Cadence. And I let her do that. It wasn't Cadence. (laughs) This was Angie, who's an angel. (laughs) Um, So, But she packed her bag, and we're getting ready to walk out the door, and I thought, I need to double-check on this. Just look, yeah. What was in it? You know, there's a a couple things of clothes, but I was like, did you pack your toothbrush? (gasps) Oh. I forgot. Yeah. I was like, what? you yeah. know. Or your hairbrush yeah, or whatever. She didn't remember a hairbrush. Yeah, she had there's certain things you had to. What? You don't, t- you travel with a hairbrush or a comb? This okay, like well. brushed to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered. That would be a no. You said you had product you used. Oh, yeah. I put just like either gel or a pomade finger, or something. In it just pomade. <laughs> My hair. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? My hair stands up. My real party. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, there's the kid issue. Then there's also if you have special needs. Um, Becky Carter-Cook, she says, My son and I both have dietary restrictions, so I pack cereal and snacks. I hate spending 4 to $5 for a bottle of water, so I usually end up with a couple dozen b- water bottles stuck in every crack and crevice of our four suitcases, um, every possible OTC medicine that we might need, and at least two outfits per day. On the way home, we replaced the space that the food and the water took um, on the oh, way up, they replaced that with space souvenirs. with souvenirs. I remember this like it was yesterday when we were in the middle of our special dietary restrictions mm-hmm. phase of life. And it was intense. Like I said, I had to do everything very carefully. Um, just the, the ingredients that I needed to cook, mm-hmm. even the things that I was cooking stuff in. So I remember us taking vacations with massive coolers and boxes of pots and pans and specific um, ingredients that I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get them at the grocery store in the place where I was going to. I made sure that I had those things. And it was intense. And obviously, it led to some overpacking. But when you have a very um, special situation, you don't necessarily want to take risks. No, and you don't want to... I wouldn't... Yeah, you can't wait to see if you can get something there. I wouldn't even trust somebody telling me. Oh yes, we carry it. If your target carries whatever it is, or your, you might not find it there. It's right. a different, whole different world. Exactly. So you have to plan for all of that, and that that kind of goes along the lines with an infant or a small child, anybody with special needs, whether it's um, an adult or a child. You have to, you know, you have to make sure you have what you need. Right. Whether right. It, you're flying or driving. Yeah. So. And even other restrictions. Constance Iverson, she left us a comment that said that she's been an overpacker for years, mostly because it's difficult to find clothes that she likes in plus sizes or shoes in wide sizes, since many of the stores don't carry them. Um, That's you true. Know, if she needs something, she just makes sure that she brings it because she's not certain that That's she's going to be able to find it. I'm when with she her gets on there. that. I'm, I've been somewhere and needed something, and, you know, they don't have the store that I shop at, for one thing, or I just can't find my size. And there's nothing worse than either having to make do with what you find in some god-awful outfit that looks like, you know, Grandma Moses wore (laughs) just because it fits you, you know. Right, right. So, Well, um, so we, now that we've discussed what kinds of circumstances and who might be an overpacker versus an underpacker, I thought we'd give everybody some helpful tips. 
tips, tips depending on which way you go. So tips for the underpacker. So you want to take it? tips for Dustin? <laughs> Only bring items you wear on a regular basis and feel confident in. That's for an underpacker? This is for an underpacker. Yeah, well, so to help you with your underpacking. This, this is not the time to be experimenting with new styles and fashion. No, it's not. And I know this from experience. Um, as an underpacker, I I have messed up by putting things in that like I just bought and I haven't tried on, but I'm yeah. excited about, and they didn't pan didn't out. Yeah. Exactly. I, I have a very small rotating line of clothes of that plaid. I really like, of plaid and t-shirts that I really like. Yeah. Right. So especially if you're an underpacker, you don't want to be experimenting and doing something new and then realizing that in mid-trip, this is not what you like and you don't like wearing this. Yeah. And then you've already underpacked, so what are you left yeah. with? Right. You mean to make selections <clears throat> that pull double duty? for travel this means that many of your clothes should be of a similar color palette i do that mm-hmm. um, select clothing choices that are more basic like solid colors and simple patterns yeah one plaid just like another <laughs> if your selections are incredibly distinct it will be more noticeable that your outfits are repetitious even if you're mixing and matching yeah like in your photos you're going to note if your shirt is really distinct you're going to okay. notice you're wearing the same shirt through the and i trip. do that and that really i noticed that on this last trip, you know, okay. pictures start popping up, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing, I'm like, good Lord, how many times did I wear that shirt? Well, that's, if yeah. you have something that's more basic, either like basic patterns, basic yeah. solid colors, it's not going to be as, you know, uh, noticeable. Leave the beauty routine at home. Use toiletries provided in hotels. I can't. You use hotel shampoo? You do. I do. I don't. That's Dries the one thing I do I don't use. Like it. it depends on what hotel I'm at. If it's a good hotel, then I know it's going to be good. But um, let's see, leave valuables at home. If they are necessary, don't risk losing them during travel. If they aren't necessary. If they aren't necessary. Or no, if they are necessary because you don't want to right. risk not having them. Right. Only bring one reading material item for internet. Oh, Have you ever Lord. done this? Yes. I've done this where I'll bring like two or three things yes. that I think I'm going to do or read. I've been reading then. the same book for the last year and a half. Only on a plane do I read this book. <laughs> Is it about Alice for remembering some, Alice or something? Yes. <laughs> I remember the book. I took it to Canada. I got two chapters down. Awesome. So, I should finish it by Christmas maybe. All right. Now tips for the overpacker. All right. What are those tips? To uh, review the travel itinerary and assess what's required during the trip so that you know what you need. But in general, keep in mind that two pairs of casual shoes and one pair of formal footwear will usually cover it. You don't need more than that. And it's also smart to bring two outfits less than the number of days on the trip because, you know, often... The what? No. Re- repeat that? This is to help the overpacker to not not to overpack but maybe overpack a little bit more so bring two outfits less yes because you can still double up like often the day the thing that you're wearing on the plane there you can wear on the plane ride back you know that type of thing and i do that sometimes right i go one for one every day has one thing that's you know what i'm saying one pair of socks Per day, one you know. Well, what shirt happens if something per- happens to that pair of socks you're wearing? Then you're soft short. Well, then maybe okay, maybe I will put one extra of everything, and then not use it. Yeah, because nothing I worry has ever about happened. You now, Dustin, you're under way underpacked. <laughs> Um, also, for the overpacker, just check your weather forecast for your destination so that when you're making your clothing selections, they're smart ones. Don't be like me, and that way you're not seriously overpacking you're just you know packing according to what you know you're gonna hit um you brought up this earlier roll your clothes i do sometimes sometimes i don't 
it just depends on what the clothing is and how I want to. All the big stuff usually is folded in the bottom. And then when I get to the end of packing, if I still have things, like T-shirts are almost always rolled mm-hmm. because I can then tuck them in along the edging. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I know this is a totally different subject, but I have a, a relatively new suitcase that when you pack it, it, it opens up weirdly. So after you've already packed it, you have like an inch and a half all the way around that's empty. It's very bizarre. Okay. So then I can roll in all the little things and pack right. around it. So so you yeah. get a lot more stuff I in. I get a lot of more stuff in. Rolling at definitely takes up less space than uh, folding, so that's one way to be more efficient with your packing. Also, for your you overpackers, soft-sided luggage is a good choice for you because hard-sided luggage is less flexible when you're stuffing your bag, and it's also heavier to lug around if you're stuffing your bag. Um uh, varied accessories for your outfits is a good way to go because if you are packing more basically and uh, trying to be a little bit more repetitive in what, what you're wearing, the accessories can make each outfit look distinct yeah. and they take up a lot less space. A scarf, a thin, light scarf can change it up. And or, a, you know, a necklace, right. some kind of earrings. Top what, a, hat. A Mittens. Hair accessory. <laughs> Whatever it is, top, top hat, hat that's collapsible. That's right. Is, is that the is that the kind of hat that you wear so you don't have to pack lots of hair stuff? That's what my gentleman's hat. <laughs> I love a man in a top hat. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, you sort of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but tucking travel size toiletries into the corners of your luggage or even mm-hmm. inside your shoes because that's often space that isn't utilized. Oh, I always put socks or undergarments. In the little areas, socks always go in shoes. Except for when you're wearing them, which you don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I take, and I do take socks, and I usually stuff them in the shoes, in my extra pair of shoes. And, you know, you think about all the little spaces mm-hmm. in those suitcase that are just, you know, do you put things in the outside pockets? Sometimes I do. Like, mostly like papers or things that yeah. need to be more accessible. Nothing breakable. Yeah. No, that's usually where my little container of q-tips go and you know cotton balls and maybe my sewing kit i don't know (laughs) that i've never used (laughs) well i think that that was all of uh what we had for you guys today did anybody else want to add anything never got it covered yep Okay, so now I have to go home and pack because I'm leaving Friday morning. Are you going to overpack or underpack? I'm going to underpack. I'm taking only one small roll-on bag, and it's like a tiny little bag, not the tall one. And it's all going in there. Well, now you've got lots of tips to help you do that. You're going to have to tell me if it worked or not worked. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) All right. So that's going to do it for this week. We will see you next week when we have a very exciting episode about mini golfing. Is that next week? I think it's next week we're mini golfing, and you're not going to want to miss it. Wow. That'll be fun. Yeah. I've never mini golfed before. Even more reason to tune in so you can see Teresa mini-golfing. So. Mini-golfing? So, blah, blah, blah. I started out not being able to talk, and I ended the same way. And Full with, circle. <laughs> with that, circle. we're going to say trip out. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>